0: Some say it's about rising up and rebellion. To others, it's a religion, a rite of passage. Whether you are wailing away on a guitar or yelling into a mic with all your might, wow! one thing is true. This musical movement has both molded and moved us generation after generation. We'll revisit the radical world of rock and roll on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English, you got it. it. Hello, hello, hello everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of FYI, For Your English, the show where we learn English and have fun along the way. And remember, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. As I always say, if you're not having fun... You're doing it wrong. Write that one down. It's true because there's always an element of fun in anything. And today we're going to look at something that by nature is fun, frivolous, exciting, and even furious at times. It can be that and so much more. And it's something that we all grew up with. I think everybody from every generation that's alive right now has grown up with it. And we're talking about rock. I like that old-time rock and roll. The kind of music just soothes my soul. To soothe your soul is te relaja el alma. And that's something... I don't know if rock and roll does that. It doesn't soothe your soul. It gets you excited. It gets you ready for action. It gets you ready to rock, as we say in English. Listos para acción is ready to rock. So that's what I'm going to ask you guys. Are you ready to rock? I am. All right, so let's take a look at our intro. As you could hear, we had a little feedback over there. And feedback is not just lo que te cuenta tu jefe cuando tienes un informe, a report, or a review, that's that, that's a different kind of feedback. The feedback I'm talking about is when a microphone or a guitar is too close to the amplifier. You could also say the word amp if you're lazy like me and you don't wanna say amplifier. So we started with some feedback. And I said, some say it's about rising up. And to rise up, I think you say alzarse. It literally means to stand up, rise, up, ponerte de pie to rise up, and a lot of times when we talk about people rebelling, we talk about them rising up. You can hear this in the musical Hamilton, which I highly recommend. They say, rise up, rise up, which means levántate, alzate, great word to know and rebellion. And we all know that rock and roll has always been about rebels and rebellion. And that's, uh, that's part of its nature. You know, rock and roll doesn't follow the rules. Acatar a las reglas o las leyes is to follow the rules. No, that's by nature. It's not rock and roll. And to some, including myself, it's a religion. Now, when you've been to as many concerts as I have, and you've seen as many bands as I have live, you could say it's a religion. I've spent enough money on this religion so far, and before I was going to concerts, I was buying CDs, and before CDs, cassettes, and before cassettes, yes, records. That's how old I am. Vinyl, vinilo. Yes, uh, we say vinyl, in English. So, uh, man, as you can tell, music is a part of my life. Uh, It doesn't matter what format, whether it's digital like today and or, you know, on a record, which some argue still sounds better because you get that raw sound that only a record can give you. And that's why records, Binilos, are making a comeback. Están volviendo como nunca. But we're going to look at all that, the progression of how music turned turned into, turned into, is convertirse en a digital format. So uh, I hope you're excited about this musical journey. Then I said a rite of passage, a rite of passage es un rito. It's something that you do when you go from boyhood to manhood. Right? It's, or from uh, girlhood to womanhood. It's a rite of passage. It's a tradition, a passing of traditions. And rock and roll is that. You don't think so? Where do you think I discovered some of the best rock albums? in my basement, in mi sotano, in my parents' record collection. So sure, we discovered them from our parents who were listening to the Beatles and, and other amazing groups from the 60s, which, of course, we're going to talk about all of those today. I have a feeling, I have a hunch, una corazonada, that this is going to be a really long show today. But I'll try and keep it short. As you guys know, I'm a rocker, I'm a music lover, and uh, I think I'll die being one of those two. So uh, then I said weather. Weather sounds the same as tiempo, but this weather is si o independientemente. Whether you're wailing away on a guitar. Now to wail is gemit. Wail. Wail. And it's what a guitar does. To wail away. If you uh, think of Bob Marley, his band was called Bob Marley and the wailers. And no, it wasn't because they were crying, it's because they were wailing away on a guitar, a six-string or an axe. Muchas formas de llamar a la guitarra. And then we heard a sound of a guitar wail, the wail. Think about it, it makes sense, wail, a guitar wail. And then I said, or yelling into a mic, a mic is a microphone, with all your might toda tu fuerza, so if you are mighty, you are strong, there's a very famous cartoon in English called Mighty Mouse, right, and the word, the adjective mighty is poderoso, so might is poder, logicamente, so with all your might, con todas tus fuerzas, you gotta let out that rock yell, now I let one out at the beginning of the show, to let out is soltar, and I don't know if I've got it in me. Wow! There you go. I got it. You got you to gotta let that out every now and again and let your hair down. Hablando de, we're talking about rock, these guys with long hair and girls with long hair and tattoos. We'll talk about the look and everything. Ooh, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. No quiero adelantarme. Nosotros decimos adelantarme a mí mismo. So uh, then I said one thing is true hay una cosa que es verdad, this musical movement, un movimiento, because that's what it is, it's more than just a genre, it's a movement, has molded us, right, mold is moldar, and moved us, right, to move is conmover, uh, generation after generation, and rock was born, rock and roll was born in the 50s, so most, most of you who are listening have grown up with rock and roll in your lives in some form or another. Then we heard some drumsticks. Ta, 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 ta. I love the sound of the drumsticks. Uh, you guys say baqueta, I think. Uh, makes sense in English. El palo del eh, de la batería, drumstick. And remember, we don't call the person who plays the drums the battery. No, we call that person the drummer the drummer plays the drums. Oh, and another confusing one, now that we're talking about the band or the group, is the lead singer. The lead singer is the person who sings in the band. Now, sometimes bands have a backup singer. That's somebody who's singing in the background, such as many Beatles songs and Rolling Stone songs. And then, of course, some groups have a keyboardist Teclas. And we can't forget about the guitarist and the bassist. Now, just be careful with the word bass, because that word bass también es la palabra bass, lubina. So be careful how you pronounce it, because, yeah, English is confusing. They are spelled exactly the same. But you'll know from the context if somebody's asking you for el bajo o la lubina. I guess if you're near the ocean or you're you're in a restaurant, maybe they're talking about fish but uh, they are spelt exactly the same. And then I ended it by saying we will revisit. Revisit because, wow, there are generations of rock and roll that we can revisit. Reencontrarnos, revisitar. In the radical world of rock and roll. Now, radical... When I think about radical, I think about, you know, some extremist movement or, you know, something that's not really normal. It's radical. But in the 80s, when I was born in the United States, the word radical or rad meant excellent. So I meant it in both ways. I meant radical, dude. That's awesome. And also Radical, well, we all know, aside from amazing songs, rock and roll uh, gives us tons of stories, tons of backstories. They're just as interesting as the music that they make. And that's why we've always had this fascination with rock and roll. But we need to go back. We need to go back to the 1950s. Here we are in the 50s, 1951. My mom is just, she was just born. And wow, uh, this is like an episode of Back to the Future, like that movie Back to the Future. So we need to look at the roots as we always do. And the 1950s is when most consider was the birth of rock and roll music. It was born in the 1950s, and it was a fusion, right? Una fusión of electric blues, which uh, many people say that the blues really got plugged in, enchufado, in Chicago. So a lot of times the word electric blues is synonymous with the city, Chicago. And we're going to talk about the different kinds of roots as well, but think about that. Electric blues, country music gospel music and, uh, well, it, it was just a mix. And even there were even elements of other kinds of music in there. But if they had to narrow it down, to narrow it down is to eliminate options. Well, it was a fusion of this. It even had like that gospel, as I said, because in gospel, just like in bu- blues music, uh, you've got that call response. So, you want to go? I want to go. Say, everybody say, hey, hey, everybody. That comes from church. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, when you're listening to a rock song and the audience, the lead singer goes, "Everybody shout!" And, or I'm thinking of the the perfect example, the perfect, the quintessential rock star, Freddie Mercury. Those famous things, that's that's from the church. <laughs> so there's the, you can't take the church out of rock and roll. No, no matter how much it tries to be unholy, it started uh, over there in the choirs at church, los coros. And, but at that time, in the 1950s, it was really confined to rhythm and blues. You know, anything that was that kind of music, it was like it was African-American music made for predominantly African-American audiences. So it hadn't, you know, all the elements were there, the, all the music existed that would later become, uh, that would later fuse together and become rock and roll. So it wasn't until 1955 and onward, onward is at the adelante, that uh, it made it to the pop charts, the popular charts. And that was huge because now this music was not just for one audience. It was marketed and consumed by all different people all over the world, especially young people. So who coined the term? If it was a a mix of all different kinds of music, well, the term was coined, acuñado, by a famous Cleveland, Ohio radio DJ named Alan Freed, and he had a show called The Moondog Show. Now, what made The Moondog Show so popular? Well, this was the only show that was for predominantly white audiences that was playing this kind of music. He was playing this up-tempo, eso es más rápido, this up-tempo rhythm and blues, right? Even now we have R&B as a genre, rhythm and blues, and playing, you know, this music that normally... They would never play for white audiences. You need to remember the 1950s, there was uh, segregation in the United States. We were still, uh, we we had some serious problems with racism. So, uh, you know, it wasn't allowed. It was frowned upon, mal visto, for white people to listen to black people's music. But you can't take the black element out of the blues, and you can't take the blues out of Rock and roll. So, this guy coined the term Alan Freed, and also he started playing it for other audiences. So, but when was the first hit? You know, the first rock and roll song that people said, Wow, okay, this is a new sound, you know, and that was in 1951. Now, there's a little bit of debate over here on what the first hit was because the first nationwide hit, the one that was on the charts and was number one. That answer is Bill Haley's, I'm going to rock around the clock tonight and the clock strikes two and four and five. I'm going to rock, rock, rock to the broad daylight. I'm gonna, you all know this one, Bill, Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock. Now, that was the the first one to hit number one on the pop charts. But that's not considered the first rock and roll song. The first rock and roll song is from 1951, and it is Rocket 88, which was written by Ike Turner. Many of you guys uh, know that last name, Turner. Well, Ike Turner was Tina Turner's husband and, well, the they also had a duo where they sang together. So Ike Turner, first rock and roll song, or what is considered a rock and roll song, but the first number one hit on the pop charts, not on the r and charts, but on the pop charts, that was Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock. And well, all of these these songs and all the ones in between started inspiring other artists. Many black R&B artists, such as Little Richard and Chuck Berry—I mean, we're talking about these are legends here—started making this music, this new music, which was, had blues elements, but it was plugged in and it was faster, and you could dance to it, and you could raise your fist, el puño, in el aire, and then it broke. Everybody wanted to know about this new kind of music. It was revolutionary. So about the mid-50s is when it really came to a head. But in, in 1951 is when we had the first song. So the year my mother was born. And but it still wasn't there. You know, it, it wasn't where it needed to be. It was starting to get a, a following, but it wasn't mainstream yet. Enter one of the most influential people in music, Sam Phillips. You're thinking, huh? Sam Phillips? Who's that? I thought you were going to say Elvis Presley. Well, he was the guy responsible for getting Elvis Presley heard. In fact, Elvis Presley recorded his songs along with many other artists. Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison, Jerry Lee Lewis... Carl Perkins, a country singer, Johnny Cash, the legendary Johnny Cash, and Howlin' Wolf, if you're not familiar, he's a blues artist. So what what did all these guys have in common? They were all produced by Sam Phillips. And Sam Phillips is the Sun Records, or as they call it, Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. He was the owner, and he bet on this music, He said, this blues music, but up-tempo, adding some other instruments. And he bet on a guy. He bet on a young guy named Elvis Presley. And he launched the career of Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison, all the people I mentioned before, Jerry Lee Lewis. And so he was an instrumental figure. You can't talk about rock and roll hitting mass audiences without talking about Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. And I'm going to tell you all about that in the bonus part of today's show. I was very lucky to go down Route 61 and trace the roots of the blues and rock and roll. And I stood on the spot where Elvis first recorded. And I'll tell you guys all about that in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, the bonus part of the show is for patrons, so if you guys are interested in getting bonus audio as well as PDF or even having classes with me on a weekly or monthly basis, find out more at my Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and if you sign up before the end of the year, there's a 16% discount, which means you get two months free. Take a look. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And, well, if you have any questions, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer your questions or just, uh, well, give you a sample. Una muestra. Why not? You know, maybe you're not sure. I have no problem sending you some audio, some PDFs, and letting you see what you're missing. Look at te estás perdiendo. And speaking of missing, there are a lot of people who are not missing out. And I want to say thank you right now to all my patrons. You guys are excellent. And if you guys are enjoying this podcast, you have them to thank because this is self produced. And thanks to their support every month, uh, this podcast is possible. So thank you so much to all my patrons, and we'll give a special shout out to my super duper students, Jose Maria, Carolina, Eva, Mila, Desiree, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Pilar, and Diana. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you for making this possible. So a lot happened in the 50s, as we said, and To top it all off, La Guinda, and I mean this in a negative way, you can say it in a negative or a positive way, the cherry on top is at the end of the decade, uh, there was a horrible tragedy which happened in 1959, February 1959, and this was the day the music died, they call it, because there was a plane and uh, Buddy Holly The Big Bopper and Richie Valens were on board, and unfortunately that plane crashed, and three amazing upcoming artists were lost that night, and that was the way they ended the decade. Well, the 60s had to be better. Of course the 60s were better. The 60s, they started breaking down barriers. Uh, rock music came of age to come of age as crecer se hace mayor, and it started to dominate the popular music charts in the 60s. Before rock was, you know, not mainstream. It was something that, you know, as I said, just for black audiences. And now it was dominating the pop charts, and they started to diversify. You started seeing a lot of new styles such as soul. Uh, surf with the Beach Boys. I get around, round, round, round. I get around, out of town, round. R- I get around. Me muevo por ahí, pero también es me duermo con mucha gente. I wonder which one the Beach Boys were thinking about. Well, given that it was the 1960s, me imagino que el segundo, the latter, that he slept around. To get around or to sleep around es que te acuestas con mucha gente. I see what you did there, Beach Boys. Uh, Also, we had folk rock, which was very popular too. Folk rock artists such as Simon and Garfunkel. Of course, you had the British Invasion, which we're going to talk about the Beatles. We can't talk about rock and roll without talking about the Beatles and the Stones. We'll talk about them a little bit later on. But you got this psychedelic rock that started coming out of, you know, the LSD. And well, as always, I say this, music is a reflection of the time it's made in just like any art is you want to see what really happened in a generation listen to the music read their books watch their plays then you'll really know because the news articles always tell it with a spin como decimos and in the late 60s you started to see some hard rock as well so this was the the surgence of hard rock where people started turning up the volume a little bit more putting on more pedals and distortion and music got quite trippy. Trippy is como psychedelic. And in 1964, I think I don't have to tell you what happened, the British invasion. And this was the Beatles and the Rolling Stones who were taken to the United States and introduced to the United States and the rest is history. I think you guys have seen the newsreels. Girls, boys, everybody was passing out this Mayandose as they saw the Beatles arrive in JFK. And there's no need to even tell you that the Beatles dominated the 60s. In fact, six of the top 10 albums of the decade were the Beatles. That's right. And uh, 21 of the decade's top 100 singles The Beatles. That's right. Their nearest competitor was Elvis Presley. That's right. Uh, So the Beatles, Elvis, they were making music, and then the Stones came, and things got a little bit grittier. A little bit grittier. Some poco más sucio when the Stones came on the scene. And I'm going to tell you guys how the Rolling Stones got their name and many other bands in the bonus part of today's show. So if you guys want to check out that bonus part, remember to subscribe, on patreon or contact me and i'll send it to you just to see what you think and the beatles you know we all know they went through so many phases it started with very lovey-dovey songs and and in general music changed it wasn't the beatles that changed music changed you know they started going away from holding hands and more into the hippie culture as i said reflecting what was happening in that generation And you started to see a lot of uh, album sales, ventas de discos. And as I said, hard rock towards the end of the decade started becoming more prominent. And obviously hard rock sowed the seeds, sembró las semillas, for heavy metal. And I like that because that reminds me of a pop song, Uh, Tears for Fears, Sowing the seeds of love, the seeds of love. You guys can tell I love music, huh? And also another thing about the late 60s. So the late 60s, obviously, uh, aside from the 50s, when it was born, was such an instrumental decade because that's when outdoor rock music festivals began, such as the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, also the Woodstock Festival in 1969 in New York, which if you guys want to hear more about those amazing festivals, you can listen to them in the music festivals at episode of FYI. Check it out. All right, and now we get to the 70s. This is when I was born. Now, I don't remember the 70s, but this is when I was on this planet, so I guess I'm partly responsible for what happened. The 70s was weird. Firstly, it was marked by the deaths of Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Uh, they passed on. Uh, well, they overdosed, right? To overdose or to OD, isn't it? una sobredosis, and psychedelic music just started to decline. You know, the 60s were over. The smoke cleared, and hard rock, progressive rock, heavy metal started coming onto the scene. You had Black Sabbath and bands like this that started playing little clubs and little theaters, and this is when they started playing arenas. In fact, this kind of rock from the 70s, David Bowie and many other groups, It's called Arena Rock. But with Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison gone, and the Beatles breaking up in 1970, I mean, was there any hope left? I don't know. So what happened? I guess rock kind of had a little decline, and disco started to dominate the dance floors of the late 70s. Uh, Dance floors, una pista de baile. Night fever, night fever. I love the falsetto thing with disco. And I gotta say, I'm a rocker, but I love me a good disco song. Well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk, I'm a warmest man. Uh, I gotta say, the older I get, the more open-minded I am about music. But I am a rocker to the bone hasta la medula so yeah we lost the beatles we lost Jimi hendrix janice joplin who are all part of the 27 club which i'll also tell you about in the bonus part of today's show Disco was dominating the dance floors and the charts. And, well, you also had punk rock, which started to rear its ugly head, como decimos. And uh, that was kind of a throwback to the 60s when rock was a little more grungier, a little grittier, a little dirtier. Yeah, mas sucio, mas crudo. And then punk developed in what we would be, what would be known as new wave. And that's when, you know, the 80s came. And that's when every band had synthesizers, drum machines, and I don't think we knew what was happening. I think there we lost control of the ship in the late 70s and early 80s. But don't worry, MTV to the rescue. That's right, MTV and digital music. And I, I don't mean downloads, but I mean CDs. We finally had CDs And, uh, well, this was huge for the business of music, show business, the music business, because now they had an MTV channel which could literally just market musicians and groups all day long and make these mini music videos, which really, a music video is a promo for the band. And it was huge, as you guys know. I don't have to tell you the phenomenon that uh, MTV was, And I remember, I remember MTV very clearly the first day we got MTV on our cable. And my mother, being very religious, she didn't want me watching MTV, but I did. Don't tell her, okay? If she's listening, sorry, Mom. And, uh, well, this was interesting, too, because now we know MTV plays everything but music. But MTV was a platform that let a lot of artists... Uh, and a lot of different styles experiment, not just with the music, but with the visual aspect. And there you got metal, which continued. You got that hair metal or the glam metal, Uh, the synth pop, new wave, and rap and hip hop started coming on the scene as well. And you can imagine album sales and concert sales were soaring. I mean, I still remember turning on MTV and seeing the Welcome to the Jungle video, Guns N' Roses, oh my God, and I was just, I remember my sister and I just being glued to the TV because it was rock and roll, it was gritty. And, uh, and they were, I mean, they were just screaming, as I said, from the top of their lungs. And interesting thing about, uh, Guns N' Roses, their name is a hybrid. As I said, we're going to talk about a little bit later how many popular bands got their names. But I can tell you right now, Guns N' Roses, well, there were two bands that were on the Hollywood Boulevard, you know, the Hollywood scene, as they say. And those bands were called Hollywood Rose and L.A. Guns. And some of the members of Hollywood Rose teamed up, hicieron equipo con the members of L.A. Guns. And they said, well, what, what name can we come up with? And they said, well, listen, Hollywood Rose, L.A. Guns, what about Guns and Roses? And they were like, cool, we'll take it. And then William Bailey, who? William Bailey, Oh, wait, you guys know him as Axl Rose, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, the quintessential rock band. You know, you got ACDC, Guns N' Roses. These are like, you know, top rock bands and rock bands that have stood the test of time, Gesigan después de años, han perdurado. Well, I'll tell you a funny thing about Axl Rose's name. Obviously, it's his stage name, but did you know that it's an anagram for oral sex Axel Rose oral sex <gasps> are you serious yes absolutely so there's also that hidden element in rock and roll you know can you find the you know evil message i remember even my mother taking us to these things saying rock and roll is evil there's demonic messages and you know it was revolutionary not just the music but you know how the reaction from society When, you know, music almost started going wherever it wanted to. If you like that Guns N' Roses story, we'll look at some more of those in the bonus part. And then we get to the 90s, and music changed now. Uh, The 80s was all about experimenting and going crazy and wearing more makeup than your mother. But uh, the 90s was the exact opposite. Uh, Groups such as Nirvana and Pearl Jam went back to simplicity. It wasn't about teasing your hair and, you know, wearing makeup and spandex, lycra. It was about the music. It was about making good music, connecting with the fans. And uh, that was grunge, which led to the alternative movement. And the only problem there, I saw that we had a lot of copycats, muchos copiones. I think so many people... Uh, so many bands that came out at that time in the 90s, the end of the 90s, I should say, they all wanted to sound like Eddie Vedder. And it just got too much. And of course, that is what I feel, again, this is my personal opinion, led to the downfall of rock and roll. Because some people say now rock and roll is dead. And you know what? I don't. I'm the first person who doesn't want to say that. But look at the charts when's the last time a i mean a real rock and roll song was on the charts but you know what I don't worry about it too much either because it ebbs and flows, you know, it ebbs and flows. That means it's not just a constant. Look at jazz. Jazz was unpopular, then it was popular, then unpopular, now it's popular again. We can't keep up. So I don't feel like rock music is dead forever, but I feel like the 90s, we just milked it. Lo exprimimos tanto that we didn't know where to go. And now in the 2000s, you get a lot of, you know, different genres. You get trap, you get drum and bass. You have a lot of heavy metal bands and dark metal and black metal. But a lot of people believed even back then, you know, the early 2000s, that rock music was dead. And other music's musical styles, I should say, were getting more popular. Dance music, uh, hip hop, drum and bass, and all these other styles. And they kind of Uh, pushed rock to the side, and rock and roll took a back seat uh, to the Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. That's when I knew when the charts were the Backstreet Boys and not ACDC and not guns. I said, "Uh uh-oh, something is changing here. All right, well, guys, we've reached the end of the show. Remember, there is a bonus part where I'm going to share so much with you. I can't wait to tell you about my road trip down Route 61, the Blues Highway. My wife and I went down the Blues Highway and discovered where rock and roll and the blues were born. And I think you guys are going to find it fascinating. And if you ever go, I'll be more than happy to give you some tips and some contacts. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this rockin' episode of FYI.